Hi, welcome to Upgrade Your Faith. I'm Luke Grandless. This is one of our bite-sized Bible studies, and our goal is just to spend a few minutes together in God's Word, let it activate our minds, touch our hearts, and start to transform our souls. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been going through the book of Psalms and just kind of jumping from one place to another and just looking at the beauty that is in these songs and poems that, that drive us to worship and to acknowledge the beauty of God. And uh, we're going to conclude our journey today, not by finishing the book, because it would take a year to go through all of these, but uh, finishing with one of my favorites. And so we're going to be in Psalm 139. That's Psalm 139. Uh, it's, it's a longer psalm, but uh, this one is just so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. Um, and there's there's so much emotion, love, and wisdom in this one. And so I just want to go through it and kind of break down some of these beautiful things that we see reflected in God's Word in Psalm 139. It starts, it says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You've hedged me from behind and before. You laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts, O God, to me. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, there would be more number than the sand. And when I awake, I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, you bloodthirsty men, for they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is anything wicked in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Ah, oh, Psalm 139. It's beautiful. It's just unbelievably beautiful. To be honest, I almost feel like just stopping the video because you can just read this psalm and, and it hits you. It hits you and it's so beautifully constructed. Uh, as we start, let's just kind of break down what we get. So we start... And David is reflecting on this knowledge that God has, right? This, this ability that God has to know all. And so he's talking about how not only does God know about all of this universe, but he knows you. He knows me. He knows, he knows David. And this is a beautiful thing because what this lets you know, what this lets you know is there's no hiding from God. 
There's absolutely no hiding from God. So many of us get used to, especially on, on places like this, we get used to putting on a front. We get used to putting on a facade. We get used to acting in a certain way. We get used to making people see an image of us that may not be us at all. And the beauty of God is, that's not an option. There is no faking it with God. There is no facade for God. God knows who you are. And David's saying that, you, Lord, have searched me and known me. And so what this means is God knows everything about you. He knows the good, the bad, and the ugly. He knows it all. There is no hiding from that. And the beauty of that is, is that you know he still loves you. This means God, your Father, loves you even with the knowledge of everything you are. If we're honest, we don't have this kind of confidence with most people in our lives. With most people in our lives, we are terrified to be our full selves because what would they think? I mean, can you imagine, can you just imagine if there was a transcript of every thought you have on a single day printed out for people to read? Would you want anybody to read that? Would you want anybody to know those thoughts or to experience those things? No way. No way. But God knows them all. And not only does he know your thoughts, but he knows your actions. And he, and he just reflects on this. You know when I sit down. You know when I rise up. You know when I'm afar. You know what path I'm on. You know when I lie down. You know everything about what I do, God. You know the words that are about to come from my mouth. There is no surprising God with my behavior. And not only that, but then look what he starts to reflect on. This knowledge that God has, not only is it global, it's also personal. Right? So then he reflects on the fact that, hey, you're in heaven. You're everywhere. You're in heaven. You're, you're in the highest places. You're in the lowest places. You're, you're in the, the darkness. You're in the light. God is everywhere and present in all these things. And, and what I love about this opening part is it's somebody being truly in awe of God. And we need to do that more. You and I are not God. We are not even close to being God. God comprehends things that you and I could not even fathom. And it's funny, having children help me understand this. There are, there are things sometimes my kids ask me, and they're little, so when they ask me these questions sometimes, the answer I want to give them, the right answer, I don't even know how to explain it in their terms. You know, there's so many things that they don't even have conceptual knowledge of for me to walk through each of those to get them to understand why something is the way it is, it's almost impossible. And that's how God feels about you and me. And David's reflecting on this. We have this unbelievably wonderful God who knows everything about the universe, who knows everything about me. And then, oh, I love what happens in 13. In 13, we get this understanding of who you and I are in our potential. He says, for you form my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. God is the one that made you. God made you. You are a handcrafted masterpiece of God. Yes, you have sinned. Yes, you are broken. And yes, you are a dim reflection of him. 
but you are still a reflection of him. You are still his masterpiece. You are still something that reflects the very image of God. That's an important thing to know. And I love how this describes it because it gives you this picture of how we're formed and there's beauty in that. He talks about this process of how we're formed and it says that we were knit together in our mother's womb. Skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. And so what you realize, what what you know, is that God didn't just form you with some cookie cutter process. God intricately wove you together. God picked the threads of your personality, of your spirit. You are intimately known by him, intimately shaped by him. And you are again, a masterpiece of his. There will never be another you and there never has been a you. You are the only person, the only soul that has had the journey and the purpose that God has planned for you. That's it. The only one. You're the only one. And that is a beautiful thing to know because if we are honest, each and every one of us hits moments where we get down in the dumps, where we question what's happening in our lives, we wonder what our plan is, we wonder what the journey is, we wonder what's in store. And I think in those moments, it is a beautiful and wonderful thing for us to have the confidence that you're not an accident. You were created with the intention that God had to make you. And you have a role and a purpose in this that nobody else has. You are his handcrafted masterpiece. I love this idea of God knowing about everything about us before we'd ever set foot on this earth. Because what I love about that, what I love about that is, I think sometimes there are these moments in life where you and I face an obstacle, a problem, a situation that's so big, so scary, that blindsides us, that we assume, we think that that's true also for God. And I think sometimes in life we're sitting here thinking, well, I hope God figures this out. God doesn't need to figure anything out. And nothing that has happened to you is a surprise. God has known everything that would come your way, everything that you would face, and the answers and the resources and the abilities that you need to overcome these things you face. They have already been planned for you. They have already been set aside for you, and they are simply waiting for the right moment and the right time. God's not stumped by your situation. God has the answers. God knows what to do, and he is ready to act when it is in right time. And that is a beautiful thing for us to know, that he has the plan, that he has what we need, and we just got to trust him. We got to wait. And what I love about all this reflection is, is all this reflection about how God knows the earth and how God knows you, the person, then leaves David to this reflection of how it makes him love God. And you just see this intimate relationship, right? This isn't simply doctrine. This isn't simply a guy who has memorized the word, who has memorized the law. This is somebody in an intimate relationship with God. And this relationship with God has defined their lives, continues to define their lives, and gives them purpose. And so after all this reflection, what does he say? How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great they are. When I awake, I'm still with you. His focus turns to, 
because you know me so well, God. You know the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you love me, and you made me. I'm in love with you, and I want to know everything about you. And I want to dive into your truth and dive into your wisdoms. And I want to be as close to you as I possibly can. And brothers and sisters, that is the emotion that drives the heart of a disciple. It's not to gain intellectual wisdom. It's not to know every doctrine. It's to go, I know God. And that's why this book's so beautiful. This book isn't just a manual for life. This is a love letter from your Lord that reveals to you who he is. It reveals to you his mind and his heart and his ability and his power. And as you read it, you come more and more face to face with him and you are awestruck by his beauty, his power, and his wisdom. And so brothers and sisters, that's my prayer for you. My prayer for you is that as you dive into this book, you come face to face with God and you are drawn to an intimate personal relationship with the creator of the universe and the one that shaped you in your mother's womb. I hope today as you go out, you remember that you are a masterpiece of the Almighty and that he has everything you need to be successful in this day. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. May God use you greatly and we will see you soon.